Welcome to Political Coffee, your one-hour thought-provoking news and commentary as you begin your day. And now, here's your host, Jeff Croft. Hey, good morning, everybody. It's a pleasure to be with you on this day. It happens to be a Thoys Day. We're going to be hearing from the Republican candidate that I wholly and fully support for Oregon Attorney General, Will Lathrop, which will be joining us at the bottom of the hour. And we're going to stick with him for the whole second part of the show. So from 6.30 on until the end of the show, we're going to be with Will Lathrop. I think it's really important that you um, get a chance to understand what guides this man and his desire to be Oregon's next attorney general. There's a 5% gas tax coming to us, folks. It's a story in the Oregon Catalyst today. If you wonder why our prices are higher than, than most, now it's not high as California because we haven't yet gone as, well, as extreme and as far as California goes, has gone. But it's going to be increasing by 5% on January 1st. Now, you got to remember, and most of us forget, so we're going to remind you. The gas tax went up in 2018. And then it went up again in 2020. And then it went up again in 2022. And now, in 2024, as it was enacted by House Bill 2017, seven years ago. And you know where that money's going, folks? You know, all this money. What are we getting for it? We're getting tolls. After four gas tax increases, we may be getting as many as 10 toll booths or automatic tolling. They'll read your license plate, figures out, you know, just with a camera, where the heck you live, and you get a bill in the mail. That may be happening along I-5 and I-205. But you also have to remember, and then I'm going to get into today's main topic, which may shock you or may not. House Bill 2017, passed seven years ago, also included a car sales tax, a bicycle tax, Two auto fee increases, a truck tax increase, and a new payroll tax. Pay for transportation. Folks, back then, that was a 7% tax increase. And since it was enacted in 2017, it has raised $5 billion. And guess what? They're out of money. That's right. So they raise $5 billion in new taxes. ODOT's out of money. They can't plow the snow. They're warning us, right? Now they got to set up new tolls. 
And there's a map here in this Oregon Catalyst story of where this, and folks, they're just getting started because you know what? If they can do this in Portland metro area, guess what? They'll soon do it all over the state. Why? Because they want us out of our cars, unless it's an EV. $8 tolls, folks. $8 tolls are what it may be. This is why you got to sign initiative petition number four. And even though there's a so-called pause for tolling, folks, it's just smoke and mirrors. Just like our next story is. Initiative petition number one, by the way, I will have it. It's called Vote Before Tolls. We've talked about it before. VoteBeforeTolls.org. It's all one word. Go there. If you have not signed the petition, sign it. This is to put in this as a in front of the Oregon voters that we now will change Oregon law and say, before you toll anything, the people in that area that are going to be paying the toll, they get their say. They get to vote on it. called vote before tolls. We're not saying, no, you can't. Now, I will tell you, and then I'm going to go to the phones in a moment. Before I get into today's major topic, you want to talk about smoke and mirrors, about deception? Boy, do I have a story to tell you. And it has to do with taking these dams down. It all makes sense now. Anyway, go to Vote Before Toll. Sign the petition. 503-589-1220 is the power of Buick GMC talk line. 503-589-1220. 1220 emails to jeff at 1220.am or jeff at kslm.news. By the way, speaking of electric vehicles, Tim, thanks for sending the me the, uh, the story. Almost 400 Ford dealerships have dropped out of Ford's electrical vehicle program. Now, why would that be? Because people are starting to realize the problem, EVs. Oh, they sound good, and you can get all kinds of subsidies to buy one. But anyway, Jim, thanks for sending me the story on the Fox News story on dams, the secret negotiations between the Biden administration and the wacko leftist environmental groups that want the Snake River dams removed in Washington state. Now, I'm telling you, folks, this relates to everything happening in Detroit and Sweet Home. And another development that's very controversial that I'm going to share with you as we go along. Son of Almighty, thank you. Yes, this is the story about just like everybody else, why would it be any different for pilots? This is about the U.S. Navy medical officer cites the DOD data proving pilots are slowly being murdered by the COVID jabs. It's an Infowar stories. I'll have that up on the show plan. 503-589-1220 is the power of Buick GMC talk line again. Will Lathrop joins us at the bottom of the hour here. Let's have a quick conversation with our friend Art. Art, good morning. Praise God that Mr. Wilthrop is his name. Yes, Will Lathrop. 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 That would finally have somebody 
who is going to make uh, positive changes and ensure that we're going to quit wasting taxpayer dollars by letting and by not letting these state agencies run amok. And that's a great thing, Jeff. I am so excited about this that someone has the guts to step up to the plate and make the rule of law the most important thing in our Constitution be followed. God bless this guy. I cannot wait to help him get elected. I love you, Jeff. Have a great day. Thank you. And And you're right on the money. Take care, brother. Thank you. I can't wait to help him either. And we're going to be doing that today, at least in part, by exposing to you, the audience, who Will Lathrop is and why you should consider voting for him. Now, having said that, I also, as a member of the media and this radio show, have to extend that same invitation to the former Speaker of the House, Dan Rayfield, who's a lawyer from Corvallis. If Dan Rayfield wants to come on the show, he can come on the show and talk about why he is running as a Democrat for Oregon Attorney General. And frankly, any other Republicans that choose to uh, file to run for Attorney General, be happy to give them that opportunity. And frankly, any independents, yes, you heard me right, happy to do that. Now, what's the story I'm teasing you with? Well, the other night, there is a 1,500-acre, 1,500-acre solar farm proposal here in the Willamette Valley, down outside of Harrisburg, right along I-5 north of Eugene on Interstate 5. 1,500 acres. It is not only very controversial, it doesn't make any sense. It is a South Korean-owned company they're down, they're out of LA that is making application for a 1,500 acre solar farm. And guess where it is? It's right on highly productive farmland, which, by the way, this violates Oregon law, but the Oregon Facility and Siting Council is involved. And the Oregon Facility Siting Council thinks they have the power to overrule Oregon land use law, which says you can only do 20 acres, not 1,500 acres. There's also all kinds of other concerns about, frankly, endangered species, threatened species. Now, why would you cite a 1,500-acre massive solar farm in the Willamette Valley, which has two-thirds of the sunshine of central or eastern Oregon. Why would you do that? Well, I'll tell you why. It makes perfect sense if you go back to this Fox News story, which came out yesterday. Here's the headline. 
Court filings reveal a secret agreement between Biden and eco groups seeking to tear down key power source. Now, the headline writer missed it. It should say eco groups seeking to tear down cheap electrical generating dams. That's what this story is about. Folks, they intend, this is why the Army Corps of Engineers, and and I think it was Jim that sent this to me first yesterday when the story broke. The Army Corps of Engineers, this is the reason they're holding these meetings. To explore the possibility of no longer generating hydroelectric power and using the excuse of this federal judge who ruled you got to draw down the dams, which is clogging up the filters of the water systems of the cities that depend on water coming from the dams, like Sweet Home. Now, how do you replace that power? How do you do that? Well, just in time. And there are no coincidences, right? Just in time for this discussion about breaching dams. It is now the source of a proposed agreement. Mediation. Because of lawsuits between the Biden administration and the wacko leftists. And by the way, why would they stop at Snake River? Hmm? If dams are damaging, fish runs, why not just remove them all and flood downtown Portland like it used to be? Oh, wouldn't that be poetic justice? No, just in time for the removal of dams discussion comes solar farms in the bleak, dreary Willamette Valley on exclusive farm use. Taking farmland out of production. Back in a moment, 620. Call Jeff now at 503-589-1220. That's 503-589-1220. Let's return now to more of Political Coffee with Jeff Krupp. It's 22 minutes past the top of the hour again. Republican candidate to who's running for the Oregon Attorney General's uh, nomination here by the Republican Party. Will Lathrop joins us at the bottom of the hour. He'll be with us the entire second uh, half of this show. So if you want to call, you better do it now. 503-589-1220 is the Power of Buick GMC talk line. 503-589-1220. Emails to Jeff at 1220.am or Jeff at KSLM. Dot news Like the one I got from Rich, it says, Hi, Jeff, unless I'm mistaken, we already have a privilege tax. You buy a newer car with less than 7,100 miles. So now they want to be honest and just come out and call the new tax a sales tax? I'm sure they will continue with the privilege tax also. Of course they will. Henry Kissinger is dead. Legendary American diplomat, 100 years of age. Did you know that he was the um, he was the guy who mentored Klaus Schwab. Klaus is the head of the World Economic Forum, which says, "You will know on nothing 
and you will like it. Henry Kissinger dead at 100 years of age. Um, so let me also share with you, um, Curtis had sent me that tonight is the last night that Diana, the owner of the Honky Tonk Bar and Grill, uh, the last night of ownership. She has sold Honky Tonk Bar and Grill. Uh, we're, she is having kind of a going away thing tonight. So if you have nothing else to do and you're around the area, why don't you stop by the Honky Tonk Bar and Grill and just thank Diana for her passionate defense of liberty. She's been wonderful. As you know, she gives us two hours every other Tuesday night from 6 to 8 for this radio show audience just to come together and talk about political things. Fellowship, have a great time. Buy food from her and her great staff. She's leaving Oregon. So kudos to Diana, owner of the Honky Tonk Bar and Grill. Today's her last day of ownership. Swing by and just say thanks to her. She's going to be there tonight. We're going to see maybe if, if John and Curtis and Want to grab Petunia and come into the parking lot tonight and just say thank you to her. Now, the political coffee clutch is going to be this coming Tuesday night. So we I we're just we're thinking that we're gonna ask her to hang around because we have a special thank you that we want to give her as the political coffee clutch. So I want you to stay tuned for that. We're also trying to get Salem Councilwoman. Julie Hoy to join us in person as she has announced she's running for mayor against Chris Hoy. No relationship. I think that's a very good thing. Julie writes an email, dealers versus EVs. This is the story about almost 400 Ford dealerships have said, no, we're not going to participate in the Ford EV program. She says dealers have an inventory of 30 to 60 days. These are paid for by flooring, which is a blank bank loan, if you don't know that. Turnover makes the expenses lower. EVs sit on the lots 99 to 180 days. That's six months, folks. The interest on flooring adds up quickly. You're right. I have knowledge of that from having worked many years ago as a salesman for Country Coach, very high-end um, motorhome lines. That's the same way that they sell uh, trailers or anything else, they're floored by a bank. You have to pay interest on that. The longer they sit on the lot, the more interest you pay, the less money you make. She continues, Julie does, to sell EVs, they have to be charged. To provide this charging stations have to be added at several thousand dollars each. Unix is a no-win proposition. Yeah, you're right about that. You're also right, folks, if you are looking for a contractor that you absolutely can trust, that person is Eric Azer at RighteousRenovations.com. I know Eric personally. He's not only advertised on this radio show, but he has done my personal interactions with him 
I'm very comfortable that as a man of faith, he lives that his faith, how he deals with you. He's completely open and honest. And sometimes he will advise you to do certain things that actually take money out of his pocket. Why? Because he has your best interest at heart. He's a very busy guy because of that. You should truly consider talking to Eric Azer if you're thinking about a whole host of projects, bathroom remodeling, kitchen remodeling, tile work, window and door trim, door and window installations, decks, fences, additions, you name it. He does it all. RighteousRenovations.com. Check it out for yourself or give him a call. 503-341-3816. 341-3816. It all makes sense now, doesn't it, folks? Why would you put a 1,500-acre, highly controversial, unlawful, under Oregon's exclusive farm use laws, on prime farmland here in the Willamette Valley, when it has a third less sunshine than Central Oregon or Eastern Oregon, where they have over 320 days of sunshine every year? Why would you do that here? Well, it makes perfect sense if you want to take down the dam because you've got to replace that power in the Willamette Valley from taking down Willamette Valley dams. Like they're having discussions on Detroit dams and Sweet Home. Back in a moment with Will Lake if you do not want to miss. Jeff now at 503-589-1220. That's 503-589-1220. Let's return now to more of Political Coffee with Jeff Krupp. We are back, friends. Great to be with you. It's 24 minutes before the top of the hour. In a moment, we're going to chat with Republican Oregon Attorney General candidate Will Lathrop. By the way, you should check out his website. It is Will Lathrop. Dot com. It's all one word. Will, W-I-L-L, -L, Lathrop, L-A-T-H-R-O-P, WillLathrop.com. Got to remind you, today, folks, is the very last day for you to take advantage. Freedom Heating Air's great $89 furnace tune-up special. This is the last day. And it's a, a great deal because if you're within 25 miles of Salem for $89, a tech will come out to your home or your business and they'll do a complete analysis of one indoor unit, one outdoor unit. Any additional units are $40. If there's any filters to replace or parts to fix what might be broken, that's extra. So this is your last day. It's good for, again, $89 furnace tune-up special, good for within 25 miles of Salem. And please, if you call them at 503-580-1456, 580-1456, please, make sure you mention you heard this on KSLM Radio and Political Coffee. Freedom Heating and Air, 503-580-1456. This is your last day. 
to get that $89 furnace tune-up special. Joining us is Will Lathrop, Republican candidate for Oregon Attorney General. Will, thanks for joining us today. Congratulations on your formal announcement. How you, how you doing? I'm doing really good, Jeff. Thanks for having me. Uh, coincidentally, uh, uh, in light of your advertisement for uh, of, of taking a look at people's furnace, my furnace shut down in the middle of the night last night, so I'm calling you from my car because it's the only warm place I have. <laughs> my goodness. <laughs> well, today's your day, Will. Call Freedom Heating and Air <laughs> for 89 bucks. They'll come out. <laughs> they'll, they'll do the whole thing. Full meal deal on you. That's well. I'm glad that you're at least warm. That's that's good. <laughs> all right. So you announced that you you've been all over the state. You've raised a bunch of money to run for Oregon Attorney General. So this is the question I always ask people who are candidates: Why are you running? So let me ask you that question: Why are you running for Oregon Attorney General? Yeah. Thank you so much. Well. Uh, I, I was a prosecutor for a lot of years in Oregon, so I worked really hard um, to protect people from violence, particularly children from sexual violence. Did that at the national level in Washington, D.C., and for the last eight years, I've been working in Africa to build up criminal justice systems and to rescue child slaves and prosecute slave traders and masters. And during those eight years, I always had my residence here in Oregon, and when I, when I would be in Oregon, I'd come back for a month or two every summer, and it was like, over the last eight years, it's been like watching the frame-by-frame-by-frame death of a state, total failure of leadership, and we're just not protecting victims. Uh, and, and so it was never really my, in my game plan to run for public office, but I felt duty-bound to come back and do something and be part of a, a wave of new leadership. All right. Those are those are good reasons. How are you going to win? So, so in other words, what have you identified are the issues that people care about the most that cuts through all of the noise and the silliness that is out there in, in a presidential election year? And then that's what it's going to be. People are going to be focused on all kinds of things other than this attorney general's race. What's your main message that you think sticks with people? Well, I mean, I've talked to people left, right, and center, and as I've gone across to Oregon, Portland Metro and the most rural area uh, areas of, of Oregon, and I've never seen Oregon so united. Um, Oregonians are united in their misery. Everybody's frustrated with the way things are, and that if you ask them what it is, they'll say crime, homelessness, addiction, and a fragile economy. And a lot, the economy may be, may be a, a broader thing, but the rest of those things, we have to handle ourselves. It has nothing to do with the presidential election. So people are looking for solutions, bipartisan solutions. And when it comes to crime, when it comes to law enforcement in Oregon, re Republicans pull higher than Democrats. Um, when it look, um, so it's a party that has the answers to the problems that people are suffering from right now. So, so how am I going to win is, is to stay on message, to, to talk about the things people really care about, and the things I'm actually really good at. Well, that's important. I mean, you have a lot of life experience that is, you know, I think is just perfect for the time. Chief among that is your work on prosecuting human trafficking. Right now we have a open Southern border. Maybe as many as 10 million people have already illegally come across that border. We know for a fact that several of those people maybe hundreds, are being sex trafficked, including children. We know that for a fact. It's well documented. How are you, as 
Oregon Attorney General, how are you going to deal with that? Yeah, there's, there's, I prosecuted human trafficking before I went to Africa to prosecute human trafficking. I, I had a caseload of, of human trafficking cases here in Oregon. And coming back to the state eight years later, it's unimaginable how much human trafficking has exploded in the state uh, over the course of the last eight years. Uh, you have narco trafficking in Southern Oregon, which is essentially migrant workers who are, are brought here under force and, and work in terrible conditions to um, feed the marijuana industry. And then you have uh, a number of um, drug trafficking, human trafficking victims in the Portland area from, from other countries. And then you just have a lot of sex trafficking, which comes human trafficking and um, drug trafficking, which is the real issue in Oregon is one of these pillar crimes. And when you have a high level of drug trafficking, which Oregon is now a drug depot state, we're a distribution state. Whenever you have a high level of drug trafficking, you're going to see high levels of organized retail theft. You're going to see high levels of human trafficking. Um, and then every other crime, it's just, it's once you have, once you have drug trafficking, everything else comes with it. Um, and, and you're right to say fentanyl, we have a fentanyl crisis in Oregon and fentanyl is not made in America. Um, it's coming across the border. Yeah, it is. Um, it absolutely is. And then sadly, on Saturday, I have the uh, honor to uh, preside at the um, life service, the 28-year-old son of a good friend of mine who died of fentanyl poisoning. Uh, and I've known this young boy from... Well, the time he was 10 years of age, took him flying for his first airplane ride, Will, and his tragic, tragic uh, death here. Fentanyl is a huge problem. So to the extent that you can can go after it. So, so how do you do that when you have DAs like um, John Hummel, who's, I, I think, retiring over in Deschutes County, what we consider to be woke, Mike Schmidt up in uh, Multnomah County, that really look the other way because of Oregon's Measure 110. So how will, what can you do to deal with the Measure 110 problems and the fentanyl abuse you've just addressed? What can you do as Oregon Attorney General if these DAs won't prosecute? First of all, uh, 110 needs a full repeal. And I, um, I'm hopeful that that's going to happen before my election even happens. Um, it's polling so terribly that both sides are realizing that heads are going to roll if something doesn't change and change quickly. The thing I'm most worried about is some sort of a fake fix where they criminalize open use or something or something uh, nominal like that. But we have to deal with ballot measure 110, and I'll speak, I'll speak loudly until that changes. Um, let me just stop for a second, Jeff. I should have been I'm sorry to hear about your friend. Um, it's just... It's sad to hear how many stories as I go across the state are the same. Fentanyl is indiscriminate. It doesn't care. That's right. Um, what's, what yeah. city you're in doesn't care how much money you have. It kills everybody. And crime affects everybody. And it's a, not a partisan issue. It's, it's an Oregonian issue. And it's a crisis. It's an emergency crisis. I'm actually shocked sitting here talking to you that the, and we just had a legislative session where the Speaker of the House and the governor could have done something about fentanyl and could have done something about ballot measure 110. And they told all of us to give them more time. We need to give them more time. And the, 
And for what? For more people to die? For more babies to be born fentanyl addicted? Why? What, what are we waiting for? For them to, to find out or, or buy some more time to tell us they were right after all? They're obviously, this was a human experiment that's failed. It's wrong. The whole thing has been wrong. And, and it's it's hopefully going to be fixed, but it's going to be fixed too late no matter what happens. It's, it's going to be it's, it's way, way too late. But you're, you're asking about drug trafficking, so I'll get to that. I'm sorry. Unless you want to say something in response to that, Jeff. No, no. Go ahead. So, so um, organized crime is under the purview of the Attorney General to sort of run center point or, or to be the hub on all investigations of organized crime. And that's, that includes, you know, most chiefly is probably drug trafficking, human trafficking trafficking, organized retail theft, and some of the things you're really seeing across the state. And that makes sense, right? Because organized crime is bigger than your city. It's bigger than your county. And if you're only hitting it at your local DA level, it, it, it's, a, it's a statewide level. It's a national level. It's an, it's an international issue. And so somebody in our state has to be running point and coordinating strategy and coordinating resources across the state so that we have effective investigations and we're pushing the resources where they need to be. And our current attorney general has failed miserably and has her fingerprints on all of the problems. Yeah, she she does. Will, we're going to take a two-minute break. We'll be back with Will Lathrop, Republican running for Oregon attorney general. Don't go away. Jeff now at 503-589-1220. That's 503-589-1220. Let's return now to more of Political Coffee with Jeff Krupp. It's 10 minutes till the top of the hour. In a moment, we're going to get back to our interview with Will Lathrop, Republican candidate for Oregon Attorney General. Got to remind you, my pillow has these incredible deals and Christmas season's coming up, folks. Incredible deals for their their wonderful portfolio products. You know I use them. I rave about them, especially those towels, those Giza Dreams bed sheets that I sleep on. Friends, these are and so many other great items are available at massive discounts at MyPillow.com. And you get those discounts if you use the promo code for this radio show, which is PC23. PC 23. You're going to spend money on Christmas anyway. Why not spend it with a company who is dedicated to defending the principles of liberty just like you? Go to mypillow.com. Use the promo code PC 23. Uh, there is, by the way, a 2023 convention of counties happening this coming. Saturday, Friday evening, and Saturday in Redmond. This is all about, it's at the River Run Lodge. It's at the Eagle Crest Resort. This is all about the greater Idaho movement. It's a big deal. Senator Dennis Linthicum, who you know, you hear on this radio show every Tuesday, is the keynote speaker. It's happening. And thanks to... um, Gary for sending that to me. John writes, a big shout out to everybody who showed up yesterday to put Christmas lights on Petunia for the Salem Christmas parade that happens tomorrow, friends. 
It went really quick with so many people helping. She look, She's looking pretty good. Thank you, John. And Doug writes an email about Thursday's program. Gas tax, $8 tolls. And when do the toll booths become checkpoints? The prison planet is here. Checkpoints for your digital identification. How about a medical social credit score that accounts for your junk food intake and everything you pur- purchase? If people believe that their government and big pharma is lying to them, surely they can believe a police state is coming that will pry their way into every transaction you make. There is, by the way, a story here about how the Washington State Republican Party has filed a formal ethics complaint against the Washington Secretary of State. Why? Because he's basically doing the same thing that the Secretary of State wants to do here. And that is to use public money to limit our speech, fact check our speech, report our speech as a threat. It's unethical, it's illegal. Folks, we have to stand up again. And I, so I want to ask, Will, I want to ask you about that. I am part of a federal lawsuit to stop Oregon, Tina Kotek, and Secretary of State's Ministry of Truth, as we call it here. It's clearly unconstitutional. As you, as Oregon Attorney General, how would you address the Ministry of Truth issue, free speech, government spending tax dollars to monitor and counter or limit any speech they deem as a threat? Yeah, thanks. Um, so that I'm, a, I'm a loosely aware of the issue. I'm a loosely aware of what they're what the Secretary of State's plan is, so I, I don't want to speak something to something I'm not okay. uh, well educated. But my under, my understand, I will say this is there seems to be a real tone deaf nature of the, the Secretary of State. We we just we just had a Secretary of State. What was it six months ago? Step down because she was taking ten thousand dollars a month from an obviously corrupt um, drug operation. It was more than she was making for her salary, and their answer to to the the, the ills of Oregon's election system is to start monitoring people online. Um, that that seems completely absurd. Rather than cleaning their own house and trying to build up trust with people, they want to turn it into some sort of a policing uh, organization. That that seems bizarre to me. So, um, it, in a, and like you, it makes me wonder about the, the uh, first minute, minute freedom of speech and, and other things as well. But that's probably as much as I can speak to it. Okay, fair, fair enough. Another one of our listeners, Art, wants you to address the fear of senior citizens and disabled people in Oregon who are afraid to go out on the streets of some of these cities that they'll either be killed or assaulted by the drug crazies uh, or the homeless people that are mentally ill. How will you address that issue? I mean... Uh- that's what I'm seeing when I when I drive through Portland. I I don't understand how people who who are living in a fragile state can exist there. I, I'm a I'm a middle aged man. I'm, you've seen me before, Jeff. I'm not a small guy. I was an athlete in high school, and I don't want to walk around in downtown Portland at night. People got to go out and get their groceries. They got to go out and, and go to restaurants and, and get their go to Walgreens and get their drugs. And it's just becoming a really scary place. Um, and maybe if you have lots of money, you can buy your way out of it. Or if you're, you're like me, you, you can, I've lived in Africa, you can find your way around it, but there are a lot of people that can't. Um, 
it's, it's a scary time. So, so what can I do about that? Well, elder abuse generally, there's the elder abuse division of the Department of Justice. But look, like we have, there are people making hundreds of millions of dollars off of obliterating families and communities and entire cities um, over addiction. It's a drug trafficking industry. It has to be taken on uh, with due diligence immediately yesterday. And we've got to make this a really uncomfortable people place for people to sell drugs because we have to limit the supply so that we can start pushing down um, the, the rate of addiction and, and the rate of crime in the state, across the state. It's not just any one city. Um, and I plan to do that. Well, thank you. We're, we're really kind of at the end of our time here, folks. I want you to go to Will's website. It is willlathrop.com. It's all one word, willlathrop.com. And you scroll down and you'll see a number of, well, uh, very sad things. But Oregon is number one in the national ranking for illicit drug use disorder. And right on down the line, 32 million doses of fentanyl were seized in 2022. But it's most important that you hear him. And Will, I'm going to invite you to join us Tuesday night, if you can, at the Honky Tonk Bar and Grill where this radio audience comes together, usually 50 or 60 people of people who are politically active. And if you want to make a difference, if you want people to get involved in your campaign, I want to urge you to come and join us. It's from six to eight. We'll give you a half hour, however long you want to talk to people and take questions. But folks, I want you to go to his website, willlathrop.com. Read what it is that he stands for. See if that lines up with your principles and your values. And make it a point to donate a few dollars to his campaign, but more importantly, learn about him and support him. We need an attorney general who gets it, and Will Lathrop gets it. Will, thank you so much for joining us today, and I hope you can make us in um, and join us on Tuesday night at the what we call the Political Coffee Clatch. Be your opportunity at the Honky Tonk Bar and Grill in Salem, next to the airport, to uh, to answer questions yeah. and to get support. Thanks for joining us. Congratulations yeah, on you, what you're doing. And call Freedom Heating and Air and get your heating system fixed. <laughs> Thank you so much, Jeff. It's been a pleasure. All right, willlathrop.com, folks. All right, tomorrow's Freedom Friday. That'll be your opportunity to call and talk about whatever you want to talk about today. We don't have any interviews. So it'll just be a free-for-all next next 24 hours. See you then, friends.